Welcome to How to Stay Married, dot, 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 so far. We haven't done one of these for ages. Not dot, and dot, we're dot, literally... so far, brackets, so far. I thought it was dot, dot, dot. No, it's brackets. Oh, I don't like that. Parenthesis. I thought it was dot, dot, dot. So far, as in no question mark. There's, there isn't even a question mark. I don't oh, know. God, who, we're who is in charge the of that? Of this bloody podcast. Whenever I say, whenever I talk to anyone about this podcast, I say, how to stay married, dot, 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 so far, because that's what I always thought I it say, was. That's how what... to stay married, brackets, so far. Mark, we agreed on a dot, dot, dot. Oh, my God, here we go, straight away. We haven't done one of these for a while. And, and the I'll dogs are running I... around under the table making Why a Why is your camera so low? Don't even talk about it. I've got a problem with my selfie stick. Are I you keep, fully in shot? I'm a bit nervous because I keep thinking it's going to fly off this It phone. could fly off. It could fly. Okay, so sorry, listeners. This is a visual discussion at the moment. <laughs> because but, um, we do also put this podcast up on our YouTube yeah. channel, the Sawala Adelies, if you want to see us in it's our a, full glory. It's almost like the 3D version of an oral nightmare. Oral yes. as in the AU of the ear. Stopping so suggestive. It's terrible that they say oral, that they it sounds the same. Oral, oral and oral. Well, it's oral and oral. 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 I think we should do a whole How to Stay Married about the oral sense of self. Okay, so what we're we talking about today, Mr. Wally, you sent me this article a while back and I didn't know whether it was a hint or a clue as to how you were feeling. Which one is it? I send you so many bloody articles. Which one is it's it? It's called The Happy Marriage Tricks Anyone Can Learn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I can't remember what it said now. What did uh, it say? Well, more importantly, really, than all the gumps that they write about, which you read and you go, well, that's not applicable to me. Uh, here are ten... It discusses ten signs that your marriage needs a shake-up. Oh, God, I was talking to Maddie about this yesterday. Were you? What were you saying? Oh, right, OK. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> That was a conversational conversation. For Maddie, anyone Maddie. just listening, she just stared at me. The most silent I've known, Nadia Sawala, in well, years. Well, because I was trying to think what I would say. Maddie's our 18-year-old, by the way, because we were talking about infidelity. Right. And we were talking about, and she was saying it's a complete no-brainer for her. Infidelity would be the end of a relationship. Right. And I said, well, it's funny how that changes as you get older, because... When I was your age, that would have, I would have been the same. But when you get older, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, um, there's a lot of other things that come into play. Hmm. Like, you know, a friend of mine years ago whose partner had an affair, and this person was very upset at the time, but eventually admitted and was able to forgive and move on because they said, do you know what? We'd really been neglecting our marriage. Right. And who's to say that if I hadn't been put in a similar position, that I wouldn't have been vulnerable to, to you know, doing something I shouldn't. And I thought, and I said, and so then I was talking about, you know, you're young and you're mm. in your relationship and it's all fresh and it's all... But a, a big part of a relationship over decades is keeping it fresh, but not to the point where you can't have intimacy. So... You don't want to be doled up like a dog's dinner every every night. Mm. Like some people, there some husbands demand that. Do you know that? Demand it? Yeah. What do you mean demand it? Or well, there are some people that there's a low-lying low threat that That's if you're I mean. not, demand you know, looking a certain way and behaving in a certain way, they may well stray. Oh, I see. I thought you were yeah. going to say they may well strive. What kind of a land do you live in? Neanderthal land? <laughs> Who do you know? But anyway, so I was just talking about how over decades, she's young, she's not had a relationship over decades yet, um, how, you know, things can slip 
where you can take each other for granted and it's very difficult to what's the line of real intimacy where we're really comfortable with somebody and you can just be exactly who you yeah, are or crossing over the line i don't even want to say take advantage because taking that's for granted you take taken for granted because even that is sort of bigger than it is i think i think right. you can just get too comfortable and even when i say that i say too comfortable can you get too comfortable i think never making the effort with the way that you look. are you running through the list now no no i'm just i'm just within each of these sentences there's probably a whole podcast to be had all right shall i shut up well no well one of the one of the numbers number one Let's things that the they numbers. say is you're running on autopilot and a, a lot of what you're saying kind of tickles the okay well let's go through them that's probably you know, a much easy better way for long-term to relationships to shift into a default mode after years of sharing a life mm. um you know so i think you know in terms of autopilot I don't think we do go on autopilot, actually. I think we, um, personally, I think we are quite attentive to the directions or change of directions we either individually want to go in or as a couple yeah. or as a family want to go in. So, for example, you know, when we discuss moving house, say, or wanting to move to the country, neither one of us balks at the idea of that. Mm. In terms of, yes, it's a mission, it's somewhere we'd like to go. Or if there's a sudden work reversal or a shift in, like me taking this course, there's a support in that. There's an understanding, mm. you know, it could be quite a lurch to the left or a lurch mm. to the right. I think if you're an autopilot, you just wouldn't even look look for those choices. You'd just be trudging along. And yeah, I think, I think we both get excited for each other with the possibilities of what we can still yeah. do. And, and I think that's good. And I think, yeah, to be able to change, I think... So where, okay, so if you were to say what's on auto, one of the big dangers, I think, where it, where the lines can get blurred between what's intimacy and what's too comfortable um, is the way that couples can take the piss out of each other. Right. And you can get to a place where you're talking to each other in the way that you would with in a sibling situation. Right. And you could... You, you can demean each other without even knowing it. You know, this is what I was saying to Maddie yesterday. I was saying, so say you've been in a relationship for a while and, you know, your partner comes in and you go, oh, God, well, look at the state of you. Jeez, what, oh, dear God, have you never... And you're sort of talking in that way. And it's kind of, it's, it's comfortable with each other. And yet somebody else could look at your partner and go, oh, how cute, and he's all muddy when he comes back from school. Well, yeah, it's like me with stubble. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so many people on our various social media platforms say, "Oh, I don't, we don't mind stubble." Or I know so many people in my life that I've been with who don't mind stubble. So when I'm, when you see me with stubble, you see a man in a state of disarray. He looks homeless. He looks like he doesn't attend <laughs> to himself or care for himself. You begin to look crazed and demonic. Those are some of the words that you've used about it. Um, but I just think, oh, this, you know, this is quite a nice look. For, for a huge number of men, this is quite a nice thing. Yeah, but I don't like it. It's quite a good example. Mm. I don't like it. Yeah. It's like, say I was somebody that had really thick underarm hair and I liked it and I didn't think there was any problem yeah. with it and I felt quite politicised about it. Yeah. And you said to me, I know I get all of that, but for me, I just don't like it. Yeah. I would I would shave it off. Would you? Not if you told me to, not if you said it was a deal breaker, right. but I would respect that. Yeah, which is why it's I ultimately like, shave. It's like if I came to you and said, right, I want my head shaved and peroxide, and you went, oh, I don't think I'd like that. 
I wouldn't see that as controlling behaviour. I wouldn't say, well, tough, I'm doing it, because you've got to look at me a whole lot more than I've got to look at you. Well, like when you came in with your straightened hair, if you'd come in and said, I want to straighten my hair, I would have... I would have gone to extraordinary lengths to tell you not to do it. Well, not actually, said. not actually because of my. But I'd have said I've never known someone look so hideously different in all my hideous? life. Hideous? That's a bit of a no. Struggle. I didn't say you looked hideous. I said hideously. Well, different. hideous is incorporated well, in the sense. Hideous, sentence. as in the shock of it, was just it's so not you. And no. please advise whoever did it to never do it again. Well, it's just a bit fun. No, I, I hate my hair straight. I know it's a bit of fun, but I'm but, just being but, just, but, but, but it's but, a good example. But it is an example. But the thing is. You do sometimes go unshaven, and I always say to you, but for me, you being unshaven makes me think about your mental health because you never look happy when you're right. unshaven, yeah. and then you get a rash, and then you get more depressed, and then you... So it, for me, it's like a trigger of what's to come. So, but you now respect that after very many years of our relationship, and you do actually do something about it, and you mm. say, okay, I'll go and shave, and you, even though you don't want to, you do do it. Mm. Um, but to... but where that wouldn't work in a marriage, where it would be taken for granted, and it would be we've crossed the line where we don't care at all about what each other think, would be like tough. I, I don't want to shave. Mm. I'm only going to shave if I go out. That would be what we're talking about here. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is autopilot about the sort of routine and humdrum nature yeah. of a relationship? Because there's a lot. There is a lot that's humdrum about a relationship. When you live together, you just have to. Do the boring shit, the driving, the cooking, the taking out the dustbin. I mean, is that autopilot or is autopilot more about emotional awareness of each other? Well, I other? think it can be right across anything. Yeah. I think, you know, you can shuffle down in the morning, not say hello to each yes. other, not ask the other one if they'd like a cup of tea, not ask. And, and I. That's a good example because you pulled me up on that many years ago. And I, I, every time I wake up, I strive to think about how I present myself to you. Mm. And it doesn't mean I always succeed because some days I'm really struggling. But on the vast majority of days, I will come in and go, mm. oh, hi, good morning. And I think you're right. I think that was a period of time where I was in tough. autopilot. Yeah, it was. It was. A... You were in your mental health unwellness. Mm. And I, and it was very, very difficult for me mm. because, and I know there will be a listener stomach, here sorry, or a watcher here that, that identifies with this, that that knot in your stomach when you hear your partner get up and you think, what face am I going to get when they come yeah. down the stairs? And then what I would do is, because I'm naturally, I'm, I'm, I know I'm very, very annoying to live with because my, the morning, I'm the most energised. I'm a morning person. I'm the happiest. I'm, and I fade through the day. Mm. Whereas you're, you're the other way around. You start like that and then you fade and then, then you liven up towards the evening. But, um, yeah, so that's very much, an example people coming in and not really saying hello when they mm. i think that's the autopilot mm. you know you may have one person may have been at home with the kids doing a part-time job cleaning the house getting the dinner ready and i'm not saying this is a woman it could be either mm. and then the person that's been out working comes home maybe has had a shit journey maybe had an argument with or someone maybe they've the had a shit. and they've had just a bad day <laughs> And then you walk in and you grunt, you grunt at the person yes. you live with instead of thinking, could I reach out to the person I live mm. with? Mm. People get too awkward with each other to say, oh, can I just sit down and have a moan and a cup of tea like you might with your friend? Do you know what? I, quite, I'd love to have a moan. But sometimes it's quite hard. I mean, for instance, you know, I, I also see autopilot as kind of not considering or entertaining doing things differently perhaps you know and I, th mm. I think one of their things is about you know not doing the same date every single time 
you know, thinking about going dancing or thinking of, you know, going to, I don't know. No, I mean, I remember that when every single day of ours had to be yo sushi to the point where I thought (laughs) that you had some sort of a problem. You were married to a foodie. I kept saying I didn't like yo sushi, but it was like locked in. Oh, right. You get very locked into certain places. Like autopilot. So every single date we went on, Mark... Don't even try and argue with me. That's the way it was. And I used to say to you, why don't we go to a nice restaurant? No, no, you Let's did. just go to food. And you, you still go, do oh, that now. fucking yeah. hell. Cold rice on a stool again. Okay, well, on that note, let's move on. <laughs> that once cute, number two is that once cute quirky habit now annoys you. Now, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. Now, on that note, Go on, I, give me the ones that annoy well, you. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I the one that I think annoys you about me now. No, no, you've got to say something that, I, that annoys you well, about quirky, me. Well, your sort of slapdash, sort of come through a door, everything was thrown in the air, was exciting. It was kind of a breath of fresh air. It was like, oh, God, where are we going to end up? What's going to happen here? What's going to be said full of stories? Now I really annoy you when I no, come no, to the no, no. You say to me, is this going to be long? It really breaks my heart when you do that. Oh, I'm sorry. Like when I'm I sorry. first start telling you a story, because I do tend to get a bit excited about things. If I go out and something happens, no, I get really, no, 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 no. It's and when, you can see him giving up when, the will to live. I suppose sometimes it's when you're telling me something new that I already know, and I don't know how to... Oh, but maybe that's autopilot. Because nobody really knows what somebody else is going to say. And no, I think that's, that's a fault that we all do. We assume what our partner is going to say. And, and sometimes I like, I'll rush to the store or I won't, or I'll lose. Mm. The difference is, right, now this might sound a bit big headed, but I don't mean it to be. It's just fact. If I go in with any other person and tell a story, I'm quite a good storyteller, come from a long line of storytellers. People will be really listening to me, like at makeup. They say, oh, we love it when you come in and tell one of your long stories. <laughs> but you're the only person that doesn't like my story. Because it tends to railroad any other story out the way. And because you remind me of Annie, the musical, <laughs> you're like a precocious child sometimes who isn't actually being precocious, but you're so excited by your story, it kind of steamrolls anyone else's. Yeah, but if somebody's coming in and telling a story, if you've come in from your day and you're telling a story, yeah. surely you're allowed to but tell your I, story. Yeah, but on, my, on that note, well, when, why I, I just when come I, in and say, no, what's no, your story quite the opposite. When I go out and I come in, and this isn't a criticism, but we're just talking openly, you don't ask anything because you've always got your right. own story. Right, right. Or hang this on, podcast hang will on. come to an end. If you hang do on. this, if you telling me I never ask you not about... really. Mark. Not true. Take it back. No, I'm not. Mark. <laughs> your face. Mark. It's a little bit... We've talked about this in relationship to other people. And Mark. Some, it'll come, but it'll never be the first thing. Mark. That is, you're making yourself look like a two-year-old. Do I'm not, not say that. Just... Sometimes when you come in, when you've been out to see a film or something, I might be engaged with the girls here and I don't immediately sit down and ask you everything about your evening. But I always ask you. I always... Eventually. Eventually. You do Eventually. But what you, this is an important distinction. I know that there are many scenarios in which when I come in, whatever I've done in my day will take second best to what's going on in the house. Whereas when you walk in, hang on, the entire house is overwhelmed by your arrival. It's true. It's true. If we're watching a film, it goes on pause. But if you're watching a film, it's like, wait a second and you get to the end of it. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, well, I will watch that then. If that's the case, I will watch that. So that's an example of something that I didn't know I did that, but to say I never ask you isn't fair. No, no, no. As I just said, you do eventually, but it is 
secondary to whatever's going on in the house when I come in. You do that a lot, you hold your hand up, because often there's an intimate conversation happening, there's something going on. But if it's something benign, like watching telly or eating something, every, I'm, you, I have to wait, I have to pause before I can truly share on what's going on. And then what sometimes happens is, what's going on in the house, I'll get drawn into and it happens. And then I realise by the end of the evening, I think, oh, I haven't actually talked about what I've done. And that's fine. But that part of you that I used to like, which was the, but I've arrived. You don't like I, it. No, no, it's not that I don't like it. What I feel is carried within it is the idea of, well, as long as it's all about you, it's all about you and that's fine. And But actually, you know, sometimes there's other stories to be told. But with, these are the questions. This is what we're talking about. So what's a quirky thing that you used to find quirky about? Well, everything you, you just said is very, very fucking annoying. <laughs> You total ass. <laughs> See, you make me laugh. Oh my god. Yeah, when I came in, they asked me straight away. That's not how what I said it. You just admitted tops? it. You just what said. You no, just I didn't. Said. I said I would think about it. I oh, right. You I'd... thought about it and it's over. Okay, I like that. <laughs> um, no, I'd have thought that something that you used to find quirky about me was. But you don't come in excited. You're not an excited person. No, hang on a minute. No, hang on a minute. Because what is annoying? What annoys you about me is I get overexcited, and that was something you used to like about me, and now you don't. Because now you see it. Now you see it as me wanting all the attention. Rather than me just... The, you do the, want the attention the in a thing. nice way. I don't mean it in a sort of, I want the attention. No, you I don't, I don't, think, be I don't think it's about you having my... It. You uh, like an audience. I don't think it's about having attention. I think it's about wanting to tell you if, about something that I'm excited about. If that's getting attention. Well, that's an... In, we, the fact that you've put it like that means I will readdress how I approach that because... I won't view it as you kind of just occupying the space. I'll see it as actually, this is actually her enthusiastic about something, which is how I used to see it. And on autopilot, you start not to see it. It's about who's occupying the most time here and who's Well, that's what's so awful, time. isn't it? And that's why, and that's what's so awful is that people outside of your marriage are often a lot more interested in what you've got to say than people within yeah. the marriage. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that goes to the nub of what we're saying here. If I tell a story to one of my friends that I would tell you and give exactly the amount of time to, they'll be like laughing and interested, but it makes me sad to think that you see it as me wanting to just get attention. No, but that I don't see it like sad. that. I don't, yeah, but I don't see it like that all the time. We wouldn't get on as well as we did if I didn't find you deeply entertaining and a lot of what you talk about very interesting. We're talking about, you know, we're finding stuff that I find irritating about you now. No, and, I hear it. Yeah. I hear it. And, I, and I'm saying that that must be horrible. Like, I feel horrible that that's how you feel about it. But I don't feel like that all the time about No, it, but so. you do a lot of the time because I Some see it time. march yeah. across your face. You time. lose colour, Mark. So what you quirky, actually thing, go what green quirky when I'm thing about me did you used to like that you now don't like? Um, My over-analytical brain, I would have thought, is one of them. I think that... I do find, yeah, I think the, you, the overthinking, the nth degree, the never letting anything go, yeah. the obsessive overthinking, the, and the, sometimes the rigidity is difficult mm. because mm. it's just, you won't see. Like sometimes when Maddie says, Daddy, because oh, we all know you're super smart, because Daddy, you like being stupid on purpose when you go, I don't understand. I just don't, I just, I don't understand. And it will always be something so minuscule. But I've read about people that are very, very clever are like this. They can be very stupid in, like, in actual <laughs> life. And sometimes in actual life, you're really like, I don't, I don't understand. 
yeah. and you panic because you don't understand, but it's something really simple. You see, I thought... And I... it is, it's like, that's willfully not mm. understanding, whereas I just genuinely don't understand. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, no, I think you under... I'm much stupider than you. No, no, but it is true, darling. No... Listen. Listener, she isn't by far, no. she, she's far from a stupid person. No, I didn't say I'm a stupid person. I said I'm stupider stupid. than you well, in a lot of areas, let's say. Well, but you're very knowledgeable We all have person. blind sides, as I'm learning in my counselling course. We all have, a, you know, blind sides and hidden sides are very yeah. different things. Um, yeah, I sometimes think that the thing that you did like about me was bringing all these different things to our, you know, like art and culture and... Da-da-da. Oh, I love all that. Yeah, no, but what I'm going to say... But what I sense now is, is that it's almost a symptom of my ADT and, like, I'm coming with too much stuff and, you, Some... you know, sometimes, you know, and sometimes you'll say to me, oh, you expect me to remember... And I'm like, I don't actually expect you to remember anything. But no, I you do. do. No, no, you I do. Don't. You get very no, irritable di- with dates, people... directors. No, you get very irritable with people when they don't keep up with what you're saying. So we can be talking about something and... Should... Say if you're talking about an idea that you've got for something you're writing on it, and then because you, your brain works in the way it does, and I love your brain... But it's sometimes it can be, if I'm honest, very exhausting because we go off on this way and then off on that way and then da da. And then it's like, and then you will keep talking about it. And it's like, there's only so many things I can say because I don't know what else to say about mm. this topic. Right. And then I'm left a bit like, God, I feel like I've really let him down now because I couldn't think of 50 million other things to say because your brain is going, Shh. Yeah. But I do think there's an intellectual disparity between us. You are far more, you know, you are far more intellectual than I am. Um, I'm a lot smarter in other things than you are and vice versa. And we have our brain differences. And I think our brain differences are sometimes a challenge mm. for each one of us. So sorry, my alarm went. And what a stupid thing to have on your phone that off. it cuts your, your okay, video. Okay, move on to the next one. Okay. Maybe we were talking too you much. You finish each other's sentences. And another way, I think, of repurposing that sentence would be to say, you write the script. Mm. And I know that I fall foul of that, but I also think you fall foul of it in smaller, yeah, in smaller areas. Oh, I I know what you're going to say now. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think I do it in the grander scheme of things, which can then serve me, and I'm acknowledging this, that then serves my paranoia, whatever my scabby edge of my mental health is that day, I can allow myself writing the bad script to feed... Yeah. That sense of self-loathing yeah. and sabotage and everything, and that yeah. must drive you nuts, I'm sure. But equally, we both finish each other. We both think we know what the other but one's going to say. But again, this is hard, isn't it? Because all of that stuff you just spoke about there is definitely you self-harming. It's mm. like you will write the script of what... You will write the worst-case scenario in your head and then apply it to me, which is different from finishing off each other's sentences mm. and getting to know each other or thinking that you know each other so well that mm. you... Which it, it, Those two things are different. And I think... Yeah, again, I think that's hard because you do get to really know someone. You really know me and I really know you. And mm. there's some shit that you'll know about me that I won't recognise in myself and vice versa. And that is kind of good and bad in equal measure. Mm. Because surely that's that familiarity that comes over time is part of what is the good thing about a long relationship. I think where it gets really bad is when it happens in a public in a public realm so if you're sat at the dining table or if you're sat amongst people and you can see I've sat with couples where you can see them finishing each other's sentences saying what they think the other one's going to say 
or cross-talking, interrupting because they're sick of hearing the same thing they've heard before, mm. because they know how their partner, not in terms of a story, but in terms of how their partner's going to react or how their partner's going to, you know, make a gaffe or make a mistake. And so I think finishing each other's sentences is less about talking as one and being on the same page. It's quite the opposite. It's about presuming a familiarity and a sort of bored predictability mm. to what's going to be said about something. Mm. I don't know if we do it that much. I know I do it, in, as I say, in the grander scheme of things. And I do think there are times when we are in a social situation where I think we do turn off a little bit when the other one's talking. So in that sense, I, I miss that. But I would I love us to still, think, hang on, I'd mm. love us to still be in that place where... You hang if on we're every all word. Sat, No, not hang on every word, but where we're sat in a group, we value out each other as I, much I do, as we you. would a, a, I do. a group. I love it when you're talking. But I don't see you enough in a social situation. That's true. Yeah, that's that's true. my problem. When do I ever see you in a social situation? Yeah. And often when you are in a social situation, you're quite, you're a bit uncomfortable because mm. you're shy. You're, you're an introverted extrovert yeah. who can't any longer have a glass of wine like every other fucker does to loosen up. So I'm really aware that that is really difficult for you. Yeah. But I love seeing you talk to other people, especially when you're in yourself mm. and you're not overworking it because mm. sometimes your shyness makes you overwork it and then I feel tense because I think he doesn't need to do that. It's like I was saying to Lisa the other day, it's my friend Lisa, you know, there isn't a situation or a conversation that I can imagine Mark having that he wouldn't be totally comfortable with and know, and know so much about and yet so often in a social situation you're feeling like you're having to make up for yourself. Well, because I find so many other people just can't be asked to, to, to make their I headway. Think, I think sometimes that's your own stick that you make for yourself because you create no, a no, wall between yourself. No, I've been in many and... situations, and I, again, I don't want to go off on a tangent about why one drinks and all that. There are many situations where I elect, because you encourage me to, to not be a people pleaser. And when I'm not a people pleaser, no one else fucking people pleases. So I go back yeah, but to... Maybe people, but maybe I go back your to idea helping. of the social thing is a bit skewed. It's like... Maybe. It's, for instance, sometimes when you're panicking, when something is quiet and you think you've got to fill the gap, mm. people are enjoying the gap. And you... So you take it upon yourself that you've got to... Oh, my God, nobody's right. talking. I've got to talk. And actually... People may be thinking, isn't it a shame Mark doesn't, doesn't sit in this minute? You know, in this well, there are a few people in my life I can sit yeah. totally quiet with. Quiet yeah, with and, well, but, but, right. those, but those that you can't don't necessarily want you to fill it. Yeah, no, that's I'm sure the they thing. don't. But I, I love being in a social situation with you and I love listening to your stories and I love how you know about everything, whatever anything comes I up. Know about you, I mean, I have an right. opinion on everything. Nice. Okay, sorry. Fucking annoying. Sorry, sorry. Okay. It's very hard. No one now, every time I say you're smart, this is okay, you go, that goes, that. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm paying you a compliment. You never hear it. That's one of the things that's really fucking annoying. Okay. I pay you compliments every single day about the way you look. I would say, oh, you look great. Oh, that's a lovely top. Oh, you're really slim. Oh, I can really feel you dead. And it's just like I haven't spoken. And that's autopilot. Because if I was a new girl that you fancied, you'd be hearing every word I said and you'd be going to bed thinking about it. True, true. Sorry, I'm looking <laughs> at the clock only because I have a homeopathic appointment in 10 minutes. So uh, just reading some of the other of these 10, our conversation is infinitely more interesting than what they've <laughs> written underneath these categories. And our entire conversation has intercepted so many. So, for example... Uh, you get caught up in the same cycles. What's, what's that? That's autopilot. Do you know what I mean? 
it's sort of similar. Well, no, I think maybe what that means... No, well, but if we take that off onto a different one, this, this rule, this kind of, like, unwritten rule that a, a couple will argue about the same five things throughout right. their relationship. Right. So I think maybe that's what that's referring to. Mm. And that is a cycle that is so fucking annoying yeah. that you can't break. And I think nothing crumbles the foundations of a relationship like that. If, if you're the, it's like if, gum disease. Because yeah, yeah, because everybody, everybody in a partnership will have that thing that they feel like they've said over and over and mm. over and over and over again, and it doesn't change. So they've stopped saying it, or they row about it over and over again. I mean, I can think of certain friends of mine that, that are always rowing about the same things that they're part They'll say it to me and I'll go, oh, that's the same row. But often, I think... And we're the same. And I think the, the reason we don't think we're having the same rows is that, like a proxy war... We attach the same row to a proxy distraction. Yeah. So something in the kitchen will end up being about the same and thing. And that's why people say, oh, I yeah. forgot what we were even arguing about. Yeah. Because what they were arguing about, like you say, was a proxy war. And there was something actually deeply embedded yeah, 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 that yeah. wasn't sorted out before. Yeah. No, I so I think that's that's. Circular. Well, that, that's for another chat, is it? What our cycles are. Date night hasn't changed for the last five years. Well, you know what? I, I kind of got a bit funny about this. There's only so many things you can do. Did you get a bit funny about... Mark, you look maniacal. Did I? Yeah. I got a bit funny about this. <laughs> Sorry, it's because we did it's a... It's a bit chicken. Yeah, we had a conversation this morning on our channel about something else. It got me fired up. Um, you know, there, there are certain activities you can do. There's re uh, restaurants you can go to. You could... you could in If I suddenly said to you, let's go fucking skinny dipping in Hampstead Ponds... Like, oh my god, I've always wanted to do that. Oh, oh, okay. Well, there we go. There's, there's, there's our next date. What, really? Skinny dipping in the Hampstead Ponds? Okay. <laughs> not, not now. Oh, not no, in yeah, November. I mean, it's, I think it's snow, but I had asked to go weekend. wild swimming the whole of the summer. I kept saying, I'd love to go wild swimming. So if you had surprised me with a wild swimming event, I would have loved it. We're going to have like, to... Like, I always want to be by the sea. Yes. So I would love to just, like, I've said to you quite a few times, should we just go off to the beach yeah. today just for a walk? No. Yeah. Like I've said, let's go, let's just get out of the park and just yeah. go a little bit out and go for yes. a nice walk with the dog. No. So these are all things that is not okay. a possibility for us to have as a dog. And also the mistake I make, and it's quite a literal mistake that I think a lot of men make maybe, I don't know, is that a date happens between six and midnight. I, know. <laughs> I mean, a date could be a date day, it could be a date breakfast. Well, that is be... more difficult because you've got kids, you've got school, work, you've got work. Day, yeah. So it, it's stressful doing a day day. But I do think... Well, the weekends, it should I do be. Think... Although we're working always at the weekend. I do think... Um... Yeah. I think I've given you lots of pointers. I think, if I'm really honest, most of our dates, and I hate to bring it back up, through the times when we're going for dates, was Yosushi in the cinema. <laughs> I would say probably 99 out of 100. Right. Okay. And and it got to the point where I just felt embarrassed to say anything else because it was like, you you everything, you just don't see the point of it. You go, yeah. oh, God, well, what would we do? You know, you're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're a bit like your granddad like that. Do you remember when your yes. nana always used to say, she'd say to um, to Gordy, let's go for a walk and he'd go, what's the point? Well, no, she would say, what's the no, point? No, he'd say, what's the point? No, no, she'd say, what's the point? She never saw the point of walking. Oh, no, she yeah. Never... Oh, she wanted to go to a cafe, yeah. that was it. She never saw she the point of walking. Walk, she wanted to go to a cafe What's the, the point of, of walking for walking's sake? Right, that that's right. Awesome. She wanted to have a cafe yeah, at the end yeah. of it. Yeah, but he would only go for a walk if he came back and had a cup of tea at the house. Exactly, exactly. Well, look, there's lots 
more to be talked about here. I can't even begin to open the uh, can of worms that is the last three. So perhaps what we, do, are they? Just we do a part two. You've let yourselves go. <laughs> you've become each other's punching bags. You complain about each other behind other people's backs and you've stopped listening to each other. I mean, there's an entire mm. podcast in those mm. four You work very hard on yourself. Five days a week, Joe Wicks. You're always like... Yeah. You've got, you know, you always make an effort now with your clothes. You had some times when you were just really depressed, but you make, you really do. I need to make more of an effort. I try and keep myself healthy and mentally healthy mm. and all that. But I definitely think I shouldn't be wearing big baggy sweatshirts as much as I do. No. I, I would say that I'm a bit, I'm very lax. Like, I've had a whisker growing out of my mole for quite a long time. Yeah. I said to Maddie, I said, for instance, the other day, Daddy said to me, are you going to take that whisker out of your mole? And I was like, I fuck don't know. you. No, I wasn't fuck you. But <laughs> I, I was like, you looked fuck you when I said it. I was like, I don't know. But then I thought, I asked you to shave, so why can't I take my whisker out? Well, my... you the other day you said, are you going to have a shave? And I said, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on that note, we will we will finish. <laughs> I've just seen a headline come in saying man savaged by crocodile. My God, Aww, imagine that. We don't need 